As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey guys, before we get to this week's episode of See The Thing Is Podcast, yeah. we have to let y'all know that we are coming to you live. Woo, that's right, you guys. <laughs> we are going on tour. Mandy and I have been waiting for this for a long time. We know you guys have been waiting for a long time. And we are hitting some of our favorite cities with Friends with Benefits. At that's this Friends with right. Benefits tour. That's so right. definitely make sure you get your tickets at seethethingispodcast.com. We're going to be visiting LA March 2nd. Yes. We're going to be in Philly. I mean, sorry, Atlanta March 17th and then Philly on March 25th, DC March 26th, and then right here in New York City on March 31st. That's right. So don't forget to get your tickets now at See the Thing is Podcast. Dot com. The link is here in the bio, as well as wherever you follow us across social channels. Now, let's get to the show. Hey. Oh, man. Yeah. Who can out-petty me? Yo, all I need is one I can think of or two people. One stage, one or three. Front, my face on the Max front four. Page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one god I'm to show me how to do things. One mic, baby. Like a cup of virgin blood. Mixed In this with case, 151, too. One sip, Which is a really great flip. number. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad balance. Who I'm gonna body this hood, politics, acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us. I hope y'all had a great weekend. By the way, y'all, the sirens are in the song. They're not behind you. <laughs> or behind us. <laughs> We're not being chased. Oh, my God. Love starting the pod. Mm. Uh, glad to be back in oh, the studio, yeah. baby. Man. Y'all, welcome to See The Thing Is Podcast. Yes. I'm your girl, Orna Mandy B. And I'm Bridget Kelly. And we are here today to give you all of the grown, honest, and slightly toxic takes. Although today might get a little more toxic than slightly. You think so? I actually think today's going to be yeah. slightly. I don't It'll think be... I'm coming in too heavy. Mm. I mean, just a little bit. I'm going to just call some people that. Okay. Well, maybe it's not. So it'll just be moderately toxic. Just <laughs> moderately. Grown, I like honest, moderate. Grown honest and moderately but toxic. But real quick, is moderate not a synonym for slightly? Slightly, slightly is a is less moderate. than moderate. Slightly is slight. It's slight. It's not moderate. Oh, moderate yeah. is like Although, in the middle. It's Moderate's in the middle. Like You're right. I'm thinking about when you have to uh, do them little quizzes and you have to hit one, two, three, four, five. Or like the feelings wheel. Where the it's feelings like, wheel. Yeah. 
slight oh, pain, actually, wait, moderate no. pain. It's actually neutral. Neutral is moderate, yeah. right? Neutral is like right in the middle. Slightly is like not really, not really. You know, it's not really toxic. Okay. Okay. By the way, if y'all are watching on the YouTube, <laughs> y'all, it has been raining in New York for yeah. like two or three days straight. Yeah. So we just came in like, listen, y'all going to get the legs and hips and body out of another time. I wore a rain boot <laughs> with a heel because I felt like it was the appropriate thing to do on this rainy, rainy day. I don't think it's, you know, I know we said we got to come in with heels. I would like to address the height shaming that, <laughs> that has taken place over the last couple of days. Bro, that's not even funny. First off, I'm regular height with the soul of a six-fold nigga. Let's get it real. Let's get, you know what I mean? Regular height for a sixth grader. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we took pictures standing up next to Jen and Fresher, <laughs> and Bridget had on her motherfucking heels. Yeah. And I looked like, what did everyone call me this weekend? A decimal point. Not yeah. okay. They were it literally. It was like it was like Michael Jordan and the Monstars from the original Space Jam. That's really what it felt like. I was like, Jesus. Nah, it was a fucking mess. Uh, towering over you. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll start with a quick catch up. I yeah. guess checking in with you because bitch, I ain't see you all week. And real Girl. quick, we are gonna get to as well the Drake concert. Yeah. Everyone was asking for you on live. And y'all just know Bridget it. was asked. She just could not attend. But yeah. you uh, have been gone all week, man. I was gone all week. I um yeah, I went to LA. I had some work to do in LA. Um, and I I was able to to link up with Blue and do her podcast, Humanize yes. the episode. And I we definitely it's it's gonna have to be part one and part two because it got real emotional. I, we both at Did some you point cry? teared up. Yeah. Well, because she you know Blue be reading she be reading me. She reads my soul out right. loud. And and it's it's it was just great because I I felt like so many so many dots were being connected for me. Um with every conversation I was having and I got to meet up with some some of my music friends, got to catch up with friends I haven't seen since before the pandemic. Um which to me, I mean, I think I, the the beautiful part about taking a break just for a couple of days, just to kind of like shift the focus kind of refreshes how you feel about coming home. Like I was hyped to come mm. home. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm excited. Now I feel good. I feel like I, you know, had some music conversations, had some pod conversations, had some hosting conversations. And I was like, great. Now I can go back home and, and pod with Mandy and life gets back to <laughs> the routine. And I felt really good about it. And I was like, damn, this is, this is how I want, this is how I want to feel. Like I want right. to feel this good and excited about everything that's going on. So it was good. LA was great. It was a nice little break. I know that's right. Got to hike the canyon with my friends and be reminded that I'm out of shape and need to, need to start running again because, <laughs> yeah, nah. R working out outside is a different beast. So no, it's I'm, a whole I different beast. I realize I need to I need to. I mean, you could always go uh, run up them Joker stairs in the Bronx. Yeah, no. Or the Heights, wherever that sh shit is. Them I think things it is in the Bronx. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bronx. Them things steep. Yeah, they're or, very steep. They're very steep. I don't need to be on stairs. Not concrete. No? Not con no. What? I don't have that much coordination. <laughs> Running is, yeah, like, mm -mm. you can give me the rocky stairs. The rocky stairs, they're wide. There's a lot of space between them. Oh, yeah, them shits is kind of yeah, kind of narrow that, Those steep. stairs in the Bronx, they it's a little, it's steep, and then it's, they're like, some of them are not the same you're right. height. Like, and because you're so tall, your feet kind of big. You see what I'm saying? With them big old feet. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a clown feet. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a foot shame your ass <laughs> since you wanted to be in them comments yes. height shaming me. I said, wow. Mandy was like, nah, they all my sons. I was like, I, I, hold on. I did. You did. I was like, hold on now. 
wait a minute. And then, yeah, it was, it was, it was getting a little crazy. We just know we got to take pictures sitting By down. By the way, five, one and three quarters, which is my height, is absolutely normal height for a normal woman human being. Just so you know, not a normal woman. Y'all, y'all, y'all bitches that are very controversial five, What? What is why is this controversial? You know, because I just somebody oh. sent me somebody sent me this wild shit this morning about Aretha um, Franklin, the trans community being Bitch. upset about a natural woman. Hold on, Tra- hold that on. Shit is, hold on. First, okay. first and hold foremost, on. that's one of my favorite Aretha Franklin songs. Second of all, trans women are also <laughs> natural women. We all feel like natural women. So what is the problem? Oh, girl, don't make me say what I was about to say. I'm just saying, like we all we all feel like natural women. So what is the problem? But trans here, women are trans women also feel like natural women. I feel like a natural woman. But here is the part that they. I forgot about this song. I you make me feel so It's how you feel. That's you why can I said feel we all like a, you can feel, feel like, like you can feel like a natural woman. We all feel like even natural women. We all feel like natural women. So I don't know why they mad. It's how you feel, which this song should actually be the anthem. But also there's nothing no. in there that even defines <laughs> what a quote unquote nat. No one's no one is saying the trend. You know what I mean? No, nothing I'm in not the song. Lie. Aretha didn't say, because I bleed each month. Because I can birth a child. Nobody <laughs> that said that. She said. No one said that. Uh, also, wait. Are we gonna get canceled for this? No, is we're this, not. No. no, we're not. Because 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 it is. It's, it, it, the, the conversation is about inclusion, and it's all inclusion. We all feel like natural women. Yeah, like like every single and one I'm of us. And I'm not gonna lie. Whether you're born with whether you're born with reproductive organs or female reproductive organs, biological female reproductive organs or not, we all feel like. And natural you know women. who else is feeling like natural women too? Who? These niggas, bitch asses. <laughs> they for real. They bitch asses. They out here gossiping like the rest of us <sighs> and everything. Um, it's funny though. Uh, this week you talked about being with Blue. Yeah, I got to spend some time with also some real friends with benefits. Yes, uh, I was with Medina yeah. and, and Nina Parker was in town. Yes, and so I was like, "Girl, Nina, my friend is in town. Can I come?" Because you know yeah. I am the one that will blend all of my friends. Absolutely. But sometimes you got to make sure yeah, it's somebody sure that'll allow it. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, because we all know the who all gonna be their friends. So we gotta make sure that we <laughs> that we are we are very conscious of that. So uh, we went out to dinner at this beautiful, beautiful Michelin star restaurant because oh. Nina, what she could do, I realized. I said, oh. this is why I chill on going to L.A. because yeah. every time I go to L.A., dinners are a thousand dollars minimum. So I was I mean, like, dinners here are expensive too. Well, bitch, now where I could like, you know, I like fish cheeks and I know good food that isn't super expensive. Yeah. Like even my birthday dinner of eight didn't reach a thousand dollars. So just so you know, the meal of us three reached uh seven ninety seven. Oh. $800. I and mean, you know, that, but that's with drinks too. We had, I had one drink. No, we each had two drinks a piece. I ain't gonna hold you. Cause I was doing the martini. That's not bad. So that's almost that's almost two hundred dollars. But let me tell you why it got expensive. Okay, talk to me. So we we was like, well, we out. Let's just treat ourselves. Bitch, we ordered two hundred and twenty dollar caviar, 50 grams. So it was like this much. But mind you, Medina had never had caviar. So she was like, what is that's fish babies, right? Then then leave it to Medina. We at the (laughs) restaurant, y'all. And she is Googling if they are still alive. Because you know how some, I mean, she's just like, well, they're fish babies. Like, in Finding Nemo, they all stayed in the eggs, but they were alive inside the eggs. So she's literally quoting the Disney Channel, trying to figure out what caviar even. she's going to eat a live Yes, a live fish baby. Okay. So then we go to eat it. And she's like, okay. She's like, it's giving boba tea. And I'm like, no, it wow. is not. I, I, if I feel her, I'm not a caviar no, fan. No, well, it gives like a fishy, salty little 
burst when yeah, you put it I on don't a little pancake. Anything, I don't want anything bursting what? in my mouth, Paul. Bitch, yes, I you don't. do. No, so I you don't. don't. A burst? No, oh, nothing you... that. It's like a squish, like a like a like a grape, like the juice. No, that, so I don't, we don't like really that. do that. That's it's like a burst. It's really like soft, fishy balls. I've of had salt. it. I just am not I a like fan. It. Anyway, mm -mm. so then the question. Came about because then the next day I took her to my other favorite restaurant in yes. Soho, Bath Lazar. Yes. Where Bal Balthazar. Whatever. <laughs> she said my other favorite restaurant, Bath Lazar. <laughs> it sounds, it's your favorite restaurant. It you sounds like a Pokemon, bitch. That's all I know. It's Bath Lazar. <laughs> that's how that's how it is spelled, bitch. Okay. Bath Lazar. Oh my <laughs> anyway, god. Anyway though. So that's in Soho. Yeah, but I go there. I go there and order. It is probably my favorite escargot. Okay? okay, and the first time I the, had escargot, the, the tea is silent for y'all. It is. I, so Not I'm giving us, them the right way. My, my first time having escargot was in Paris, right yeah. by the Eiffel Tower. Um, and so I was like, "You gotta try it, Medina." She actually did like that. Yeah. However, then I took her to Fish Cheeks. She loved the yeah. chicken wings. She oh, said actually, yeah. Fish Cheeks was her favorite ab above. But then. Ironically, Anina mm -hmm. quoted me, uh, quoted me in a tweet that she saw. And I want to ask you. Yeah. Because I know you've traveled the world. Yes. For those of y'all listening, you know, once you get to like the upper echelon of foods, you start wanting like your crudo and yeah. your wagyu and your caviar. Do you think mm -hmm. there is any sort of correlation between the price of food and really if it's even good or not? Because Medina was just like, I think y'all just like that y'all spent $200 on this caviar. I don't know if y'all really like it. And so I wanted to know, like, your I, thoughts on, like, going out and spending a whole lot of money on food? Um, well, it's, it depends on where you go, right? Okay. <laughs> so, like, the best, obviously the best fish I've ever had in my life was in Japan. Hands down. Ooh, was it alive? And so... Because they be making people eat alive shit in Japan. Um, I, I, I tried um, one of the octopus things. That be moving? yeah. But I don't know if I don't know if it was still alive or if it's just the muscles. They moving. say the muscles. They say it's moving. just the muscles from the like when it's. Was heat. it moving in your mouth? I was chewing it. I don't know. It might have been, but it was it was tasty. Like the best fish, I, but it wasn't like a. Bridget. It wasn't a super fancy. So you don't want nothing to burst in your mouth. But you cool with chewing something that's going to be walking on your tongue. So it doesn't. It's not walking on your tongue. You chew it. You bite it and you start eating it. It's not. It's not sitting in your mouth long enough to. But you it can move. literally just swallow caviar. You could. Yeah, you could. You ain't gotta make it. Burst in your mouth and shit. Yeah, even that sound. <laughs> like, who wants that sound in their in between their teeth? Anyway, um, no, like it was so, but it wasn't like a fancy restaurant. It was some of the best fish I had was in like an, an alleyway in Tokyo, like an alleyway in Ooh. in Tokyo and Osaka that were like regular restaurants. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it wasn't super. The, it wasn't super fancy. It wasn't super expensive, but it was really incredibly really well done food. So I think for us as Americans, and I think Europeans are, are this way too. We're creating an experience, right? Yeah. Dining experience is like it's ambiance, it's presentation, it's you know, you're you're paying for that. I'm not and gonna I, lie, that was the other funny thing she said. Yeah. These these orders that we that we paid for and shit, yeah. girl, it came out and it was like this big. Right. She said, we supposed to split that? Where Where is the food right. at? <laughs> right. And they're going to give you these tiny ass fucking yeah. crystal spoons to eat it with. Yeah, like they did. It's that, that was cute. I you know what it. I mean? That per That's the presentation. <laughs> that's what you pay for. So in my mind, it's like, I think I think also too, when that's not the normal thing, like like we were when we were growing up, something that was special was like 
being able to go to, you know, Cheesecake Factory or and I'm, old, right. I'm, I'm older than you. So Ground Round, for those of y'all that have been in New York a long time, Ground Round was like a thing or going if you're in the South, Cracker Barrel. Do you know what I'm saying? Like going yeah. out to eat was considered a special thing. Cracker and I Barrel think, wasn't really like, are you walking there as peanuts all on flow? It's not special, like but my I just mom, think my mama went. I'm went, just thinking. Went. I'm just thinking of like stuff you could afford. Like I was hyped when my mom was like, "Yeah, we going to Sizzler, get the steak." Oh, that I was, was about a to thing. say that when was my a thing. mama would let me go to motherfucking Olive Garden. Yes. First off, she made sure we got hungry with the fucking unlimited salad and breadsticks first. Correct. But then when I could order the steak gorgonzola, yes, that was when my... we could go to Sizzler or Outback and actually get a steak. It You're was right. like, oh shit, this was a big deal. It was like an occasion, right? You're right. And I think that's ingrained in us to be like, all right, cool. So anytime we go out to eat now, it's kind of an occasion. We don't treat it like it's just regular shit, but it's dope that. Especially because the three of y'all, you, Medina, and Nina Parker, have all worked hard enough to get to a place we where it's like, did. you know what? I deserve to treat myself a little bit to this. I think we've all, I think just in general, we've grown up believing that we can, that we are treating ourselves with an experience that's not necessarily something that we've normally been able to have access to. Right. So I don't think there's anything right. wrong with it, but I think it's both. I think what we pay for is the experience, right? Like you go to Prime 112 yeah. and it's like Prime 112, got, they're all right. Ocean Prime is all right. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's all not, right. You know what I'm saying? We're I mean, not, th th them uh, fried Oreos, Fido. Yeah. But also, they charge $16 for some fried Oreos, bitch. It's true. You go to the fair, get it's the true. same shits for like four. It's true. You can find, you can find, right. a, you can literally find a, a, a French place that, like a, a small mom and pop French restaurant in most of these major cities that'll give you better, like a, a better Branzino than Mastro's. Do you know what you're I'm right. saying? Like, you're it's right. just not, but you're going for the experience. Yeah, and I'm going to make sure I get my money's worth because, baby, I was full in the way. Listen, the way I was the like, way they, and the way bitch, they be charging for a la carte, all everything. Well, no, there's no sides that come with your meal. You the gotta way, order them the separately, we and they cost the a way lot. we were all full. Yeah, and we was like, bitch, we not getting up from this table with leftover caviar, bitch. We, we done spent all this goddamn money. Absolutely not, bitch. I had to stop eating the entree because I was like, we gonna finish this caviar because, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, ain't no going home with caviar, like. You can't no. no. So I was like, like, what are they gonna put it in? What are they gonna put it in for you to take home? Nothing. Nothing. It has to sit on ice. So girl, <laughs> I was like, y'all, I'm gonna keep eating this caviar because we just spent two hundred twenty dollars on fifty grams. If it means I gotta stop drinking for ten minutes, I'm gonna go ahead and eat this caviar. Well, we are gonna get into our grown portion, y'all, and it's only right <laughs> to get a different transition song for this one because baby, <sighs> the era, Listen. the vibes. But also the and you, had, and you had to be grown to really experience it and understand it at that time. At least halfway Words. grown. Motherfucker never loved us. Motherfucker never loved us. You ain't know now, you know now. Still at the scrub jays with a toothbrush. Hey. Niggas still playing my, my old shit. shit. But your shit is like the police asking these questions. I don't know shit. First off, look actually, at you, look at you and look at actually, you. Actually, I think I think the same way uh, Kanye manifested his life through his rhymes, yeah. so did Drake. Because we do listen to your old shit. And Drake, yeah. your old shit better than your new shit. It but is. we gonna let you be great. Um, I had the opportunity uh, yeah. to go see Drake at the motherfucking Apollo Theater. Yes. Um, don't know what accent that was. I don't but, either, but uh, I'll let, you know, let, thank you you. let me Let me let rock, you bitch. It. Let me rock with my five foot one three quarters <laughs> ass. Okay. Um, so got to go see Drake last night. 
at the Apollo Theater and actually found out it was it was like it was very intimate first off yeah the the, the Apollo Theater for those of you who don't know literally sits maybe like 1200 people they removed the seats at the bottom which I hadn't seen before Me either. Um, and it was just like girl open bar I said okay um, Sirius I guess sponsored it so it was a lot of uh, net, like industry people right um, shout out to Jinx ran into him outside and we chatted it up a storm uh, Elliot Wilson was there there was you know all all the peoples um nobbing you know but it was great um i went with jay uh studio manager and producer for see the thing is who had the time of her um, life I heard. had the time of her life <laughs> but also don't judge me i don't know if i'm allowed to do this as a boss thank god we don't have hr i said girl you want shrooms so we drunk off open bar and did shrooms oh, watching drake god. i hope your mama don't listen to this but yeah we was litty so that's why you were able to stay on live the whole concert girl i was on live first off i gave a lot of people their first experience seeing drake live no um, you did no not. i did a every, lot of people ev everybody they, did no i was watching all of the footage <laughs> every single person had their phones out either recording oh, yeah, it no, the whole time or doing or or a lot of people some people were on live like you but most people were just recording it. oh yeah the whole recording time. the whole concert the whole concert um which but, is also another reason i'm at this point i hate going to concerts for that for that reason oh well i was like let me give it to the people i've seen drake about three times yeah. party with the nigga, which yeah. Mind you, another thing. I know oh. we've talked about the unfollowing of people. <laughs> so shout out to Meezy, uh, who asked if yes. I wanted to go, got me tickets. Um, and uh, here goes Jay. Jay is like, well, you know, let's not leave right away because the show ended at, at like 11.15. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, when are you going to, you know, schedule your Uber now? You could schedule it for like 12.30. I said, it's going to be scheduled for 11.20. I said, we're not staying that late. She's like, bro, you're not trying to go backstage? I said so that I could be embarrassed in front of my peers and have Drake kick me out. I feel like we have talked about Drake so much on this goddamn podcast that I don't even know what the energy would be now. And he's a light-skinned king, but a little, you know, he's spicy. A he's a little zesty. A little spicy. A little zesty. He got a little zesty. So I was like, girl, I ain't gonna be kicked out in front of my peers. Um, but no, it was a great show. He went through his whole, like, era of music that I was just like, you know what? He started off like the set was in his mom's basement. Um, then he did, as far as guests, of course, we saw he brought out Dipset. Yes. Um, and they did, they did like two songs, very short sets. Um, and then I went the second night. So it was amazing because, bitch, mm. we got to see JT Man. And I didn't even go hold you. Little his little cute self. He came out and I said, is that little Uzi? And he like danced so cute. I said, okay, JT, I see it, girl. Not I see danced it. danced so cute. He danced so cute. He was like doing his little... Ah, uh, looking like a little cabbage patch doll up there on stage. I was like, okay, JT, I get it. He has stage presence. It's aura. It's I, I see it. It's great. Only a little five, five, three and less. You done? Cuties. You finished or you done? Everything they do is cute. That makes so much sense to me that but Uzi's then, dancing was cute because I saw some, I saw, <laughs> you know, Drake attempt to dance a little and I was like, ooh, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm not going to hold you. I was like, ooh. Drake. Uh, ooh, the curse of Drake, the white mama. <laughs> when I tell you no rhythm, dog, None. it's so funny because I was on live. The way he seemed awkward in the back of Dipset, that nigga looked like he was trying to fly an airplane. That nigga was back <sighs> there like, who we did he have on Cameron's coat again? So he didn't have on the pink uh, fur coat. He okay. actually had on the leather actual diplomat oh. uh, jacket that was worn in the video. Yes, come he on, made sure Vincent. to share that. Love um, that. It's funny. So a few things here, right? So Drake is living 
out his childhood dreams. Absolutely. He, when, when we see him courtside, when we see him jumping up on athletes, um, like, come here, daddy. Um, when we see what? him, that's, bro, the way <laughs> that's he be. the energy? Yes. He be, like, jumping up on them. Like, I feel like he wants to ride on their, like, back. This is like, exactly why we couldn't go fucking backstage. And she's dragging it. She's making it worse now, by the way. But, but, Drake definitely, like, his opportunities for features, yeah. um, the access he has yeah. in in the industry. It's like, you know what? I realized that that's what me and Drake have in common. Oh. Outside of us being biracial, biracial. I was like, you know what? Come mm -hmm. to think about it, with this podcast, yeah. even, um, I realized like the people that I want to sit with the most <laughs> are like the people- Your childhood heroes. Are the people who were in my CD flip album in yeah. my car. Yeah. <laughs> like before we had iPods, iPads, all MP3 players, we had CDs. Yeah. So I'm literally like, I know I would love to sit with Jaru. I would love to sit with Ashanti. I would love to sit with Trina. Um, we're still waiting and I know it will happen. Yes, Life Jennings. And I hate that so many of like the people are out and now embarrassing me with the social media, but I still want to sit with them and be yeah. like, I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, and so I saw that and I just thought that that was great. Um, I did also want to get into, because mm -hmm. we're in our grown portion. Yes. Drake did phenomenal in, in just letting us feel the energy in the room. Yeah. However, uh -oh. the floor was shaking oh. only during a certain era at that motherfucking concert. And that era is from 2011 to about 2015. And so that was the that was the golden era for the Drake. golden era yeah. of mother fucking Drake. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go into what those what those songs were, what those albums were. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, it's it's Take Care. Um, what's the one in 2015? Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yep. And then what's the, the third one we talked about? Um. Nothing was the same. I was gonna say the same. one with the baby, the baby on the on the cover. Nothing was the same. No, nothing was the same is uh the one with the clouds. Yeah, but there was one where they he there's like a an image where he has a there's like a baby Drake with one. Oh, from okay. So take care is 2011. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, take care literally brought me back to Miami. Yeah. So I lived in Miami in 2010 wow. to 2011 to 2010 to 2012. And baby, yeah. the clubs were going I might be too strung out on compliments. Overdose on confidence. Starting not to mad. give a fuck. He did do Which every night because we drink them. But this song we he did as well. My accomplishments. And the way all the girlies did remixes Hello? to this motherfucking yeah, song right here. Yeah. Yeah, This is also probably one of the most hatering songs from a man to a woman. This was this was the beginning of disaster. This was like this was like the first. This is the first time we were like, ooh, you're emotional. Well, no, he let us know, baby, you my everything, you all I ever wanted. Yeah, but that was before we knew he was a hardcore rapper, where he was like, oh, shit, you got bars for real, for real. So it's the best we never had for real. Because we never had somebody that could tell us, that could tell us we were, we were fire in a bonnet and still want to fuck the shit out of us. Also, the song that probably went up the most. Oh, yeah. And I don't know where this falls in his catalog of maybe, oh, we should yeah, probably do. do this for, for Patreon. Patreon. Like top 10 Drake records in debate. Mm. Because he has so uh, many. 
All my exes live look, in Texas like I'm George Strait. Or they go to Did Georgia the State with tuition is handled by some random nigga that live in Atlanta that she only see when she feels obligated. Admitted it to me the first time we dated, but she was no angel and we never waited. I took her for sushi, she wanted to fuck, so we took it to go. Told him don't even play it, and we never talk too much after I blew up. Just only hello, a happy belated. And I think I texted her and told her I made it. And that's when she texted me and told me she prayed it. And that's when I texted her and told her I love it. And right after texting and told her I'm faded, she asked. Whatever I learned, and then practice, which is amazing. By the way, mm. practice. Shout out to him, yeah, for practice, mm -hmm. because I think practice changed the narrative for a lot of men who want like a freak in the sheets, but a lady in the streets or whatever. Mm. Like, nigga, how you think I know how to do this if I ain't had practice? And I think. Like, I can't tell. Yes, yes, you want me to you practice me to so practice. I can come up and be good with you. And I think he you like... You to know what I'm doing. Don't you? Like, and if you don't, nigga, I ain't even gonna say what I was about to say. No, gonna I was to, gonna say... We're mm, gonna have to mm, bleep mm, that the fuck mm, out. Mm. But no, then of course this one, which I mean, bro, this is... This is... He was in his fucking bag. Yeah. Started. Hold on, we're going home. Yeah. All Started me. from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, Started now, from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Before Started I get out of talking about this lovely, <sighs> lovely time at the Apollo Theater, I, mean, I want to go ahead and speak to the audience now. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. ooh, last week y'all told my ass up in the comments, right? Ooh, baby, told his ass up. Mm. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Let me tell y'all right here, right now. I went to show number two. That was last night. That is where a whole ass human being fell from the second floor the, the mezzanine. mezzanine. <laughs> they, they fell literally from the mezzanine, slap dab, plop, right in front of us onto oh the floor. God. This is right when Drake brought out 21 Savage and literally, Everything pauses. Drake and 21 are removed off stage, and there's a whole body. Blah. You see medics like start running on the balcony to see if anyone else was hurt or injured or up there. Oh my God. Then medics literally go and pick up this whole human body off the float. Was it a guy? It was a man. Yeah. yeah. Probably drank too much, honestly. Yeah. It was open bar. Baby. Who? And also, if it, you know you're a real pop star when you have open bar at your rap concert. Bro. Open bar. Hold on. Like everything was open. It everything. wasn't. It wasn't like ooh. It wasn't like ooh vodka open bar or tequila. Hold open on. Bar. It and was not everything. Only, not only was it an open bar, nigga. They made sure they had about four different bars. Like the bars were so long, there was not even a wait. Wow. <laughs> nigga, how, I don't want to share, but hey, Jay, we was drinking, wasn't we? Bitch, the way I don't know how y'all are alive, bro. The way, anyways, let it me was get a back. Night to never forget. I love that. Let me get back <laughs> to calling these motherfuckers out. <laughs> so y'all, a whole human being plop right falls, in front of us falls down from the falls from the sky. down from the sky. Okay, <laughs> literally with a speaker as well. A whole speak like equipment fell and everything. Oh my god. Guess what the whole audience does around us, guys? They film it. No. Oh. So Drake's coming back out though, right? Wow. Like there's still 30 minutes left of the set. So we didn't, Last night, so we didn't film it? My, no, 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 no. But this is let, let me get to it. The whole crowd is wondering if Drake is gonna come back out and finish the fucking concert. 
Guess what I heard no concern about around me? Well, I hope he's okay. Well, is he all right? Did he injure anyone? No one around our vicinity, at least, cared enough about the well-being of this human being. They were in the moment. Like, so are we leaving or is the show over? Is this, right. Because that would have been, been a concern for me. Okay. Guess who else that was a concern for? Skip Bayless. He was concerned about whether the football game was going to conclude or not, mm -hmm. which is literally what everyone in the very same moment was concerned about. Jay, please hop on this goddamn mic and let it be known that literally, I, did I not bring this up last night? I was like, oh, wow. Look at the human beings. Everyone wanted to hold Skip Bayless to did this. Ev did everyone know, though? Did everybody know that somebody fell? Bro, and, and, why am I I and you could have did it. See? What is that? Why you get me involved? Don't wait. Didn't All the, also, what was that? That was Nene Leaks. Why am I in it? How are you? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she right, though. She was right. And nobody really gave a fuck. Not, not a soul. Not a soul. And so it's like how everyone came at Skip Bayless. And mind y'all, this is not me caping for a motherfucking white man, okay? It is, it is a little no, bit. No, but it's not. It's the, it, it's, <laughs> it is a little nope, bit. Nope, it's the whole act of it. Because then guess what everyone else's argument was? Outside of caring for the Hold on, Jay, did he get up? He was carried out. Yeah, he he got up. He was he was able to be on two feet. He was So just... he was able to be up. He had help getting out, but he was able to stand up himself yeah, and be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then it's not even a comparable situation. Um it could be. Do you know how Nobody many Nobody was performing CPR on do this you, man? But do you know how many people could be injured and maybe he could have broken a rib that caused internal bleeding to lead him to die later? He could have like, broken his back. It's it, true. Exactly. He could have been paralyzed. Yeah. So I, I don't want to get into the semantics of oh, it's, I mean, the performing of CPR. To me, it was still just the overall health of somebody being kind of deemed less important than an event that was taking place. That, that okay, and that's that's all that's all I'm comparing. I'm comparing here yeah. apples to apples. Mm, I'm not it's not apples to apples. I'm not everyone in this everyone in this place is at an open bar, so everybody is drunk. Everyone is a lot slower. You're a lot slower to respond when you're drunk. Number one. Number two, it's dark, so you're not really seeing what's going on. Most we people saw didn't... a body fall right in front of us. Like, I know, I know. It, it happened right in front of us. I know. Well, y'all saw it. What I'm saying is other people, other people, everybody might not have seen it. Anybody in front of that didn't see it, so they don't really know what's going on. So you turn around. Everyone, no one really wants to panic because you're in a crowded space. I'm just saying it's not a, it's not really comparable. I, the only, the I only, the only thing that's comparable is the sentiment of people not really caring about other people. That's I'm, well, the, that's and that's the why sentiment. I'm saying it's apples to apples right now. Literally, I'm not, I'm not getting into the semantics. Of, it's not semantics. Well, well, it's literally well, well, no. a circumstance. Well, no, one person, it, one semantics. person was, was literally. To me, it is semantics when you're getting into well, one received CPR, one well, was was well, other people are watching. Out you watching someone go into cardiac arrest in front of you is different than somebody falling, which takes a couple seconds. Most of the crowd can't see this person on the ground. Whoa. Okay. Cool. I don't want to get into the same. I don't think it's the same. It's not because, semantics. Because You're literally comparing two teams, football, two football, football teams is, watching this Football kid. is semantics. Football, we literally watch it knowing that people have CTE after, that people get hit and literally 
either can't function right after the game, during the game. Semantics like, is language, though. I'm okay. comparing a circumstance. It's okay. not semantics. Okay, so then I'm I'm literally comparing the reaction. So apples to apples here. The reaction okay. of human beings to the act of another human being's well-being. That's yeah. why I'm saying semantics is getting into one received CPR, one didn't, one fell. That's, one I know, but that's what I'm so saying to you is it's, sem so it's then, not semantics. So then, it's completely but, but circumstantial. But you're, you're arguing what I'm not speaking about. I'm, I'm literally speaking to the fact that literally... People sat here and saw another human being get injured at an event. I mean, and they watched that at the festival. And their first people were people were people were getting my trampled point. at the festival. Once again, my yeah. point, my point is again made. Mm -hmm. Literally, y'all be in there with the fucking comments and then talking about wrong place, wrong time. Literally, in the moment, everyone only cared about the show going on, which is what Skip Bayless did. And then guess what? Everyone else's argument was, well, it was the wrong time and place. He shouldn't have done that. Just for the very following week, for Shannon Sharp, not to behave the way he should at the right place or the right time, mm. because he ended up getting into it with not only Stephen Adams of the Memphis Grizzlies, mm. um, but also John Morant's dad, I believe, uh, mm. T. Morant, and another player. I can't remember because it's one of them young niggas. But <laughs> girl, you know I don't know the we young. We don't bucks. know the young. I don't ones. know the young. We bucks. don't. Sorry. But literally, as a patron of a game, the same way I, I don't even want to get into it, but mm. the same way Shakari Robinson acted her ass on American Airlines and got kicked off. To me, y'all are talking about a the treatment of human beings compared to the the. Um, caring about what happens at an event. That's mm -hmm. one. And then literally the argument was then place and time. We see one person who literally argued time and place, not show up with time and place. And then issued a, his apology was he, he apologized to everyone under the sun, including his stylist. Uh, shout out to all of y'all who were interested in that goddamn cardigan sweater. But the fact that the stylist was mentioned in the fucking written ass apology. Cool. You could show accountability. I guess at the end of the day, it literally shows no one is better than no one. And when we sit here and talk about uh, the the way you would have responded to something or X, Y, Z, bitch, the hypocrisy of it all. Literally, I was in that moment and I was like literally even seeing Shannon Sharp get into that incident on the on the basketball court this week. I was just like, and here we go. We spent a whole week talking about caring about human beings and right place, right time, just for literally the following week to see it play out right in front of me that all of y'all act like Skip Bayless. So y'all can come for the white man when you want to. And yes, he does not apologize and does not take accountability for a lot of the fucked up shit that he does. But you know who else doesn't? You niggas. So, <laughs> girl. I mean, I girl. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with the with the with the concert comparison. But I definitely do agree that it's been real easy to point fingers at other people for their behavior. The Shikari Richardson thing made me a little um, uncomfortable because I I feel like we have. We've conditioned younger people to think that because you're recording something, that that is that that somehow somehow legitimizes Ooh. the claims and the and and validates the exchange. Um, and we've all been in situations where now, um, for well, first and foremost, for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, she was in, Shikari Richardson was instructed to put her phone on airplane mode, um, which they still do. A lot of airlines still enforce that. Um, mm -hmm. to put it on airplane mode, to not be talking on the phone while the safety demonstrations are going on. Because some niggas could be flying for the first time and, and they need to hear and it. And they might not know. And yep. also, um, 
sometimes what's different is too is some planes will have it show up on the on the on the TV screens, but not everybody does. So some some airlines still have the the flight attendants performing the. I've been on different. I've been on different airlines, not Delta, because shout out to Delta. Uh, Delta, Delta has, has it video. on the video. But so if some, you want any of the budget ones, if you want a, if you want uh, American Spirit, American United, they still bring out. They the still shit. have the to vest and all that, so they're expecting you to be paying attention. Yep. Um, and so she was instructed to put her phone on airplane mode. She didn't do it. He came back to ask her again. Ultimately, if you don't comply, it's the same thing. Like the same thing goes for like taxi drivers. Like if you assault or harass. A taxi driver, an Uber driver, it's it's a federal offense. If you do that to some, it's it, if you do it to a flight attendant, it's also a federal offense. If you harass them, if they feel, if they, they can press charges against you for any number of things. And if you're not complying with any of the safety things that they're instructing you to do, also a federal offense. But not they only, can remove you from the plane. Not only that, it's hella selfish. Like, people got places to go. Girl, put your phone on airplane mode and record yourself when you land. Like, to me... That was one of the instances where I'm like, yeah, I side eyed her because then what it does is it turns into a race thing. And it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't. That really wasn't. Now, you did have the people in the back uh, telling her to calm down. Of course, people in the comments were talking about how ghetto her nails were. And so the backlash afterwards did make it seem really racy. It becomes racy. Well, because because it's easy to it's easy to deflect against what the actual behavior is. Right. But ultimately, when you think about the the interaction. We also it's unfortunate, but we've also we also have an issue when we associating the word compliance with anybody black as it pertains to mm, people, people authority, with, uh, with, yeah. with authority. Yep. Because even when black people have complied in situations where they have not been in the wrong, yep. a lot of them have still been abused, harassed, yep. and, or killed, and, or killed <laughs> and lost their lives over it. So I understand some of that, but I still, watching the video to me was just kind of like, you're antagonizing this flight attendant who honestly doesn't give, probably individually could give a fuck less what you're doing with your phone. Yep. But he knows that if he's if, if it if he says it to you and it doesn't and it doesn't work, then somebody else is gonna come say it to you. Yep. And then it's gonna just continue to be an issue and escalate beyond that. And I think with flights Well, also the talking back. Right. Like at that point, girl, like and, and that's the thing too, right? Like I really wish that they would enforce a more no flies no fly list. Cause then maybe motherfuckers will get on flights and start behaving more. Right. Like this is ridiculous, right. and I got some inside news on the Odell shit, but I ain't allowed to share it. But I, it was giving drugs. No, nah, he yeah, it was yeah, giving. Yeah, it was giving. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, giving yeah. We were we were drunk or on drugs and or both. That's what that was the, the energy for me, and I was and like, he's you, just going to sleep because he's drunk. Mind <laughs> you, the, the the body cam footage came out, but apparently that was like twenty minutes after they had been trying to wake that man up. So, um, yeah, it's just it's giving. It's giving. You got drunk. You got on a plane. You was trying to go to sleep, and you was knocked out, and you were not able. They were not able to wake you up without like. They didn't want to like put their hands on you and get really OD personal. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's goes just into a whole that. lot. It's Y'all don't lot. know how to act. Y'all don't know how to act. Yeah. Um, I did want to get into, uh, especially because you were in LA back in the studio. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I stand. Uh J. Cole dropped a new song. Yes. Um, that he made by searching J. Cole I love it. type of beat on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He did uh the song is called Procrastination Broke. Um and he pretty much was like, yo, I was just looking for this. He did end up recording a song, yeah. send, sent it back to the producer and told the producer that the producer could post it on his page um, oh, to I even get it. So he didn't release it on like DSPs or anything, yeah. but he allowed the producer to get credit and to post the song, which garnered well over a million yeah. uh, within the first couple days. 
Um, I wanted to know when you're in the studio, Bridget, mm -hmm. uh, since you're back in the studio, mm -hmm. how do you choose a beat? Um, it's about a feeling for me. It's okay. about a feeling for me. But I also, I, I would like to get to a place where as an artist, I can hear something and, and, and make an objective choice. Like, oh, this sounds like this could be a Bridget Kelly song. Because mm. um, I think I mean some producers have done that for me, and I've been like, mm, not not quite. But I but and some but and some have done it and been like, oh, this is this is, sounds like something that you could do. Okay, which is which is cool. But I think I have not, um, and I realize it even because I was I was working with uh, my friend Alex. Shout out to Adiv, um, who's also on a he's a, a friends with benefits. It was also a freshly squeezed guest um, last year. He he works on a bunch of different licensing and syncing things, but he's also working on his own project. So we had a whole deep, deep conversation around just musically what, what we want things to sound like and and the kind of reaction that we want to evoke from an audience. And I think that a lot of a lot of what some artists lose is that part of the process. Right. Mm. Like, what do you want the audience to take away from this? Like, what do you want them to feel when they hear this? Um, and some artists still really pay attention to that. And other artists don't I don't other artists don't have to. Right. Some artists don't really have to. Someone like a little baby is like. He's telling the story. So you gonna you either right. gonna be with the story and this you gonna relate and you gonna you gonna fuck with it, or the beat's gonna drive you, or the hook is gonna capture you, but it's never it's not necessarily always gonna be like, yeah. well, what feeling am I trying to get? Well, I think like Drake goes into the studio now and like, I just want the boys to say yes. Might be. Yeah. Might be, but I mean <laughs> and then and then we get and then we get, then we get honestly we never minds. And that's really this that's the sentiment for around, around a lot of music that we hear. But I think for me right now, anything that I listen to, um, I'm also writing from a different place. So it's 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 funny to me that I'm usually when I'm when I'm creating a project or like working on something, I'm broken or I'm lost or I'm confused and I don't feel any of those things. Wow. So I'm I'm really like I'm trying to channel things that um one that are still relatable. And not just talk about love. I think that there's so many other, which is also one of the great, one of the, the one of the greatest things about Drake as a songwriter is that he can literally write about anything. He can. So it's not he about can. a lot of it's some of it's about women, but not all of it. Some of it is about jealous friends. Some yeah. of it is about enemies. You know, enemies. Some yep. of it is about you know wanting to wanting to relate to your peers, Being but a you father. can't. Like right. yeah, he does write about a lot of stuff. And I so I think that's kind of the space that I'm in is the challenge is really finding. Um, is really identifying the kind of stories I want to tell this time, but also, also be listening for the elements that make me feel something, so that I can be inspired to tell the story better for the audience. Okay. And so, I would say my process is really, I look at the concepts that I want to write about. I think, or I think about what it has to make me feel something. Like there's some tracks that will get played for me that I'm that it takes me a minute, and or, and, or like the loop has to go around a couple times, and I might be like, all right, this is cool. But sometimes with some tracks, I'll hear like like eight bars and be like, okay, this is great. Let's load this up. Like, let's try let's try something on this. Okay. It really has to do with how, with, with how it makes me feel. Sometimes it's guitars, sometimes it's strings, but a lot of the times it's the bass line. Y'all know I love a bass line. You do love bass line. Yeah. You like them instruments yeah. and shit. I think I'm going to push Carisha back to slightly toxic. Uh. Yeah, we're going to talk about Azzy and then. <laughs> or go to shower. My bad, all the things. We're going to say that for the end. Yeah. All right, y'all. 
Let's get personal real quick. Our skin, as you know, has a huge effect on our confidence. If you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, dryness because winter is cold and kicking everybody's butt, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated for you. So that's why I recommend Curology. Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. Now, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. Curology prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. It's really easy. All you have to do is just fill out a quiz about your skin, share a couple photos without the without the filters, and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. In a clinical trial of 150 Curology patients, 9 out of 10 patients saw an improvement in their acne in just 3 weeks which I know sounds like a long time, but it's not. Time is flying by. You'll be fine. Curology products give you everything you need and nothing you don't without fragrances or parabens. Products are shipped directly to your door every two months. 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews, which means he said and she said that it works wonders. So for a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology.com slash STTI. Go to Curology.com slash STTI for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash STTI. Trial is 30 days, applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only. Okay, guys. Well, you know, Mandy and I show up camera ready every week for y'all. And not every week. We be trying, We be trying, though. <laughs> Either way, our skin has had a huge effect on our confidence. It and has. if you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, fine lines, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated just for you. That's so right. that's why I recommend Curology. Now, Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. And listen, y'all, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs. Mm-hmm. From acne to the earliest signs of aging, Curology Prescription Skin Care uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients. Ooh. It's giving science. Mm-hmm. Making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And listen, y'all, the older you get, you cannot just put anything on no, your face. you get more sensitive, actually. Absolutely. But this whole process is really easy. You just fill out a quiz about your skin, you share some photos, and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. And y'all, don't be adding them filters to them photos. Don't. And in a clinical (laughs) trial of 150 Curology patients, 9 out of 10 patients actually saw an improvement in their acne in three weeks. I like that. Curology products give you everything you need and nothing you don't. Mm -hmm. Without fragrances or parabens, products are shipped directly to your door every two months. 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews, y'all. We love five-star reviews. We do love love a a five-star review. And for a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just five dollars come on go to curology.com slash stti go to curology.com slash stti for this free offer that's curology c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y.com slash stti trial is 30 days and applies only to your first box subject to consultation new subscribers only it's time to get real honest we are we are Get real honest, because I got, I have some, I have some toxic thoughts on some of these things. Oh, do you? Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we are getting into our honest portion of the pod, Mm -hmm. where we talk current events. A lot of times, we talk uh, news, politics, yeah, um, and things in music. um, In this portion, and you said you got some toxic takes. So where we starting? Where you want to start? I'm gonna let you lead this whole this whole segment. You lead us (sighs) into what we talking about today. 
Well, I I saw the I saw this this Alec Baldwin thing pop up. Um, okay. And so for those of y'all that have that don't remember, this was this took took place a long time ago, like two years ago, right? I believe it was 2020 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 2021. That's 2021, right? 2021, two years ago. Um, Alec Baldwin was on set filming a movie in New Mexico. And he uh, the the gun that was being used as a prop on set went off and um, killed one of the cinematographers that was on set filming. And so after tons of investigation around evidence, Alec Baldwin and the um, and the 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 I guess the assistant, the production assistant that's mm-hmm. in charge of the prop the prop gun who yep. yells. Who announces who's supposed to whose job it is to check the gun and make sure that it's that it's not loaded, um, yells cold gun on set so that everybody is aware that there is a gun, but that it's not loaded and not not had doesn't have any any live rounds in it. Um, they're both being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yep. Um and it's it's tough because I um I don't I don't think this this is my toxic take. I don't think this is Alec Baldwin's fault. <laughs> I don't. I think I think when you are an actor, when I think this is this really falls on the production. And well, I, it's his production company. Oh, it is his production company. Yes, ma'am. Oh, well then yeah. that changes it. It's I didn't his, know that this was his production company. It's his company. production company. Um, because I definitely would have said so there is liability there. Yeah, and absolutely. these are people that you hired. Right. There, there wasn't the right protocol taking place. Right. So to me, I mean, there was pro- protocol in place, but the person didn't do the pro- but, but didn't do probably it. didn't do the due di- yeah. diligence for it. I did right. also want to add at base level, both charges are are fourth degree felonies, mm. uh, punishable by up to eighteen months in jail and a five thousand dollar fine. But if Baldwin and or Guterres Reed are found guilty of the more serious charge, um, which real quick, let me tell you, they're both being charged. Uh, oh, it's two counts of involuntary manslaughter, yep. meaning they're charged in the alternative. Um, so which type of invol- involuntary manslaughter should apply to the events around this death? Um, it's what pros- prosecutors have to hold. Now, yep. if they get found guilty of the more serious charge, this does, uh, they stand to face five years in prison, which mm. to me, I ain't gonna hold you. Mm. Involuntary manslaughter, I guess this is often the charge that people get when there's a DUI and a car crash happens and someone dies. Um, Someone dying and the max only being five years in prison is actually really low to me. I think that Mm. if I was the, the family member or friend of someone who was killed this way i don't know if justice to me is five years i don't know if justice to me is 18 months and a five thousand dollar fine i mean I think especially the, for an alec baldwin i think the fine nothing. should be way weightier than that but i think i also have um i have conf- conflicting ideas about the prison system anyway i feel like people who are imprisoned are should be it should be relegated to how much of a threat they pose to society or them to, to society and i feel like when we talk about how do you gauge that because if something is, that's why that's why there's so many different charges around someone dying. Involuntary manslaughter is very different than a, a serial killer or a yeah. homicide or, you know, attempted murder even, right? The intention, I think, plays a part because this was an accident. This wasn't, he had, there was no malice involved, right. no ill will involved. It was just reckless, right? So to me, it's like, are we, do we really, 
Oh, do for we, mistakes. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It, like, yeah. do we put somebody in? It, it was not, it was really a mistake. It was really an accident, right? Um, but, and also there's levels to the, to even accidents, right? Like, it's not a vehicular situation where you, you were drunk driving and you hit somebody, where you recklessly endangered yourself and other people in this moment. To me, it's like, this is a very isolated incident where y'all were at work and this was, this was a major fuck up at work, which is why to me, it's, 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 to me, that that was that's where I see it as a as a there's no there's no comp, adequate compensation for losing somebody in your life, right? It's weird to me because I want to bring up the hypocrisy of human beings. I guess we created the judicial system, right? And to me, it reminds me a lot of how people are. They people want justice when their friends or family or people close to them are the victims. Right. However, it's also strange for me um, to still see people yelling out. Uh, free and you could bleep that but uh, only because I ain't trying to have the beef but people someone was killed and yet people are wearing the shirts to free a lot of their homies that do crime that do kill people that do take someone's life right. and they want them back out so I think it's weird because the way people even respond to okay well did my person get you know is my person going to jail for this right. or is my is my person the victim right and so even the way we react as human beings to me is is hypocr is hypocritical i mean in, 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 yeah in look at self. look at when when kanye did that kanye and drake did that concert and then you have all these white kids in calabasas wearing free larry hoover t-shirts <laughs> do you know what i'm saying it's it's yeah it's, and honestly the free y or the free ysl when we're hearing that there are over a hundred people that are testifying yeah. for how the gang affiliated activity of ysl mm -hmm. has affected communities throughout atlanta and have Right. Led to a lot of deaths. And it's crazy right. because, y'all, I love me some motherfucking Young Thug music. Love it. And whether or not it was real or not, I'm confused as to how I can even want that nigga to be out. And he out here getting slid Percocets in the goddamn courtroom. I just like, you know when you see people and it just be like, are you are you dumb? Are you dumb? Like, how do you have us rooting for you to get out? First off, then also, we all wanted niggas to get free. Now gonna free, hella niggas unfollowed him. Y'all acting like y'all not finna support him now. So do you want people to be free or not? I'm confused. Did did all of them have to be free for it to make sense to you? Did you not want justice oh, to be yeah. served for all of the people in the community in Atlanta and Zone 6 and everywhere else who done lost members of their life to this gang activity? Mm -hmm. Or like, to me, it's so confusing now to even see how Gunna's being treated by, mm -hmm. by other artists mm -hmm. as well as the the comments under the thing because yeah. didn't we want them free? I'm I'm just I'm I'm yeah. fully confused at at the comments and and the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, well, I think because I think people are very individualistic in that way, and we want the rules to apply to some and not to others. Ooh. and I think on top right. of that, and but but also on top of that, our our we were not we as in black and brown people, people of color, were not a part of constructing this system that is supposed to provide justice mm. and the scales have never been balanced. So we're also, we're also in a situation where we are starting out with a disadvantage as it, as it stands anyway, because it's meant to continue to um, make it difficult for yeah. black and brown people who are convicted of felonies to reacclimate back into society and participate to yeah. their fullest potential that they might've had prior to going in. And so when we talk about those conversations around like free this person and free that person, 
I to me it's it, when people die it's it's tricky because again I think it comes it really boils down to the intention I think if there is to me prison time should be centered around how much of a threat to society are you how much of a threat to other <clears throat> people are you to me Alec Baldwin is not be... that big of a threat to society but you know what yeah there still needs to be some sort of compensation and we're, and so let's find the area in which that's able to be applied and there's again. No one's ever going to really be compensated. Losing a fan, losing a wife, losing a mother, losing a child, those are not things, those are not voids that will ever be filled. There's no amount of justice that's going to heal that. However, in these kinds of situations, someone like an Alec Baldwin rotting in prison, Alec Baldwin is still rich. He'll come out and he'll still be rich. He'll miss five years of his life and he'll come out and he'll still be fine. I think, I so think in my mind, there's no way though, there's no way to even quantify like, even how you said, like, they have to pay something. I don't know if you saw, but uh, the veteran that was uh, pulled over and then wrongfully, like, gripped, like, ripped out of his car and pepper spray and all this, and it was caught on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, he did sue the police department, and I think he only got, he. they settled him with, like, what, $3,000? Did y'all see that article? It was, like, 3000 and change or something like that that he even got awarded from the department. So it's like where we're saying a $5,000 fine is not enough. We have even talked on this podcast about what the, what the five, Central Park well, Five yeah, got I know. Well, after a, being a 5000 A $5,000 fine to Alec Baldwin is is not, is, is not the same thing as a $5,000 fine to the police department. But also, do you know what that sounds like? What? Sounds like the same argument when we talk about child support. So um, Women saying like niggas should, shouldn't have to pay that much because they make that much. And it's still I mean, drawing. It's, well, the- it's, it's based on a percentage of it's based on a percentage. Right. That's the same. It's the same conversation we have around taxes. It's like there well, should no, there's be fines like but the fines should not be dictated upon how much money someone makes. Right. But in my mind, a five thousand dollar fine with 18 months in jail to me is not a is not oh, a viable sentence anyway. I agree. For, for, not, for, for manslaughter? Not, not for someone dying. Not for someone yeah. dying. Like it's to me, that's not where I'm saying I, it should be. But I think I don't think five years in prison for someone like an Alec Baldwin is necessarily the the route either because it wasn't. To me, again, to me, being in actual prison, prison time to me should be re- should be re- resigned for people that are a threat to society. That makes people sense. that can so, cause so damage and harm. Just for clarification, yeah. um, the army officer he uh, won three thousand six hundred eighty-five yeah. dollars in a one million dollar lawsuit. I was gonna say yeah. he probably sued. He sued he the sued city for a million. Yeah, so he probably sued the city as well. Houston, the police department is like. But you sue the city. It just takes a long time. Those, well, no, those this, things this take was a long couple time. years. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. still was rewarded only three thousand dollars right. in a one million dollar lawsuit. I mean, it's just weird. It's, I, it's I, again, um, it, it's interesting too because you brought up black and brown. Yeah, I think that that plays a, that plays a part. Well, my my good old state of Florida that loves to oh, embarrass me. God. Um, the state of Florida, y'all. Are you not embarrassed? What are y'all doing? Shit. What are y'all doing? Oh my God. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. All right, y'all. So the state of Florida has rejected the opportunity to have an advanced placement course on African-American studies. um, And that is in high school, stating that the course is not historically accurate (laughs) and violates state law, y'all. I don't even know what state law this motherfucking does, but the letter did not specify which law the course violates. Of course, of course. However, not. the U- the New York Times did, did note that the state's governor, this motherfucker Ron DeSantis, did sign legislation that limits how racism and other moments in history can be taught in schools and the workplace. The legislation later became known as the Stop Woke Act. Under the law, it stops instruction that could make students. 
feel any responsibility or guilt about the past actions performed by members of their white ass motherfucking ancestry. Okay. Now, what's crazy is they did the stop gay. Y'all like don't, don't feel guilty though. No. Who? Yeah. Who feels guilty? Who is who? White people. The whole point is to not is to, to, to stop white people from feeling guilty. Y'all don't feel guilty anyway. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> so then what do we... <laughs> I mean, some do. Some are woke. But also the fact that you called it the Stop Woke Act, that is nuts. Well, that's also racist. Because that is anything, hella, anything, anything bro, that we associate with woke, woke has is to blackness. do with, 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 yeah, with being, with being, <laughs> oh, with being socially aware Where of, of, of blackness and of and brown cultures. Of our culture. Um, it's really crazy because loser. Well, I know for the last two years, Florida has really dug into critical race theory yes. and how that uh, can and should be taught. And it's so interesting as well because even uh, Martin Luther King Day, when we had yeah. when we had uh, Antoinette come in here, it was interesting that I realized there were so many things that actually weren't taught in our very short stint. Um, of Black History Month, yeah. which we did get a very short, limited time and limited history views. Like, I mean, there's so many even things that I'm finding out now because of film and movies yeah. and televisions and things like that regarding uh, Black history all, all, all together. Right. Well, because it's, it's there's already censorship. There's already been censorship around the stories that we're allowed to tell, right? The only stories that we hear are like the Harriet Tubman's and... The Nat Turners and yep. we don't and those those are those are hand selected essentially by I mean the Malcolm X, the the yeah. Harriet Tubman's. Yeah, it's the But even then it's very like, limited. It's still yeah. very limited and 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 edited. A lot of it is yeah. edited. So it just feels like, you know, a lot of the pictures that were painted of Malcolm X early on were the fact that he was this religious radical that was just that was out here just trying to completely eradicate all these other religious groups based at violently because of what the what the nation of islam represented to christians and catholics which in itself is also rooted in racism so it's always been it's the, the odds have always been stacked against anybody of color yeah and unfortunately you have a ron DeSantis who lives in a state of people a state full of people that for the most part, there's a dispar there's a huge disparity between the rich and the poor. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens when when you are poor, when you're so poor that you are willing to follow wealthy people whose entire objective is to keep you poor. I just can't. Well, it's a, it, it is a. It, it's one of those states that is fully red. Um, yeah. Like even yeah. like my whole existence down there. Like yeah. It's crazy because. When I go back to Florida now, after so I've been in New York for ten years, and like the white people look different in the South. I forget like how different the <laughs> South is. Like I swear to God, girl, the white and, people looking different bro, in the South the, sounds the, so no, nuts. But, well, it's to me they look scarier. Like maybe because we have the hipsters in Williamsburg here. Like also, 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 hold on. Even I go to sex clubs, right? Nah, going to the sex club. In New York, they be super hipster, Euro type of white people. Sexy, full, bro, cool. Right. I went to the sex club in Atlanta one time, bruh. Swear to God, it looked like everybody was leaving in a Confederate flag windows, pickup trucks oh with shotguns God. in it. They were just, they looked like white supremacists. Wow. <laughs> they looked like they all had hooded white coats in their closets. Right. Like, well, when, well, and here's the thing, right? If you were, if you were dirt poor and you're white and you grow up in a, in a white place, there is no, anybody with color is an easy target because yeah. 
ultimately you're not at you're not really in competition with anybody else that's just as poor as you right. so the beliefs it's easy to for to be brainwashed into believing that an immigrant could come and take a job from you or you know which always made me laugh cuz i'm like what immigrants are taking what jobs are you qualified for that you are worried that an immigrant is going to take from you with your stupid white trash ass <laughs> anyway but more importantly than that to get back to the the um the education system this was part of why when we talked about the when we had our conversation around MLK day this was part of why the idea of integration to me back then would have been incredibly damaging and dangerous mm. because now we're literally leaving, we're leaving the power of education in the hands of somebody whose entire existence is meant to minimize, if not completely erase black history in this country mm. and to, and to remove it as an advanced placement says so many things, right? Number one, that it's not, that it's not an advanced, that there's nothing advanced about it, that it's not worthy of it being an advanced placement elective course because it's not valid. And number two, it states that anybody that would that would want to do it couldn't even doesn't even have access to it on a remedial level. Yeah. So it's an AP placement that they're trying to that they're eliminating now. So you're eliminating you're eliminating access on a much more sophisticated level, but it's not even accessible in that and to that extent on a basic level. Which is crazy because African American studies when I took it my my freshman year of college, I remember like being so excited to go to that class. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also the class that I remember through 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 reading assignments and, and papers that when I dug into certain things, I would literally cry. Because right. I'm just like, damn, yeah. I really didn't know this shit. It's right. one of those things like, like literally, and I think I shared too, uh, why I chose Nelson Mandela. I was unaware of apartheid right. until I went to fucking South Africa. Right. It was interesting at so, at, like... Honestly, where where they they have already somewhat erased so much of our history to even be taught, which where we talk about we 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 don't like the slave movies and we don't like all of this trauma in our movies. I do have to give credit a lot of the things that I actually do that I'm even aware of regarding our history has to do with what has been created into film. Of course, well, and, 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 it's, yeah. and it's not to discount it. I just think from uh, from. And from an existence point of view, a daily existence yeah. point of view. It, it gets heavy. It gets heavy, but yeah. it, there's also more to, there has been more beautiful history created and more, more recent history that is black. That is, that is just as, that is just as beautiful and excellent as any of the beautiful stories that we have mm. of survival, right? Not the, not necessarily the slave stories, but just even surviving, you know, the, like the, the, how we thrived in the Harlem Renaissance and yeah. how, you know, those those moments in music, how music, how jazz and blues were created and, and stemmed and from arm, gospel. And, and country music, gospel. Country music country, is, yeah. started with black people. I don't I don't care. Y'all can argue with your mother about that. But no, Luke Bryan, absolutely. Luke Bryan and all the rest of these um, white people all got this from black people. So <laughs> all of these things combined is like there is still. Do they not realize that? African American culture, history, and studies—they do—is is a part of the American history. They do, but unfortunately, they don't want to give us that credit, do they? Well, it's not even about giving credit. They don't want to acknowledging one piece of it means they have to acknowledge all of it. Mm. So you can't, on the one hand, that's why that's why the that's why the mission is to get rid of it because you can't be a Ron DeSantis and acknowledge the importance of black existence and the importance of black resilience without acknowledging the fact that this came from the fucking oppression from white people for 400 fucking years. Right. You can't acknowledge one without the other. So at this point to me, 
and and I I had this mm. conversation with friends and family members a few years back when all of the protests were taking place around George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's murders. When we were having those, I was having those conversations with friends and family, and it was very. A lot of the conversations were, went went in different directions to the point where there are family members, I, I, white family members, I will never speak to again because we just will never. We can disagree on a lot of things. We can disagree on what the best color is for. A, a, a wall in a, in a room. We could disagree. We could disagree about what pe- what toppings we want to put on a pizza. We cannot disagree about racism. Right. Period. So I'm now looking at Florida. Like I got some friends that live in Florida that benefit from some of the policies in place financially. Sure. I think financially, a lot of us who make who make a certain amount of money would subscribe to a lot of Republican ideals. You and I have this conversation Girl, all the time. Yeah, that's me. Socially liberal, fiscally or fiscally conservative. Yeah, <laughs> we are fiscally conservative, but socially we're liberal. Where it yeah. comes to understanding the importance of people's rights, to me, education is one of those things that is now is now under fire, and it's one of the things that initially we were all in agreement about as far as having access to it, right? That was one of the few things that was a, that was a bipartisan issue of like, well, everyone deserves access to education. Now we're now that now we're now, right. When Republicans are taking this a step further to say, no, well, not all education. I ain't even gonna hold you. When you sat here and asked me a little bit, like who voted, like who who votes for this? Who puts this in place? It's not just Ron DeSantis racist ass waking up. But what's crazy is, Oh, and okay, I hope I don't get slack from this. This is my experience. All right, y'all, this episode is sponsored by Care Of. Now, Care Of is a health and wellness company that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Their daily vitamin packs are made with plant-based compostable film to help limit the impact on the environment without compromising on the quality and safety of their products, which we love. Care Of offers a curated set of products that are designed to work with research-backed ingredients and optimal doses. Now, me personally, I love the vitamin pack Chill Pill, okay, because planning a wedding is a lot on the body and on the mind, trying not to be a bridezilla, so I love that it helps really relieve occasional stress and tension and also helps my muscle strength, endurance, and recovery after working out because you know you know, a girl's trying to fit into her bridal gown, okay? My favorite, though, is the elderberry It's the Traveler's Insurance. It has powerful antioxidant properties that help promote healthy immune function, which I definitely need with all the traveling that I do, okay? Jet setting. And with the cute and personalized packaging, love it, I've definitely noticed a difference and an increase in my intentionality around taking the vitamins. So make sure that you get your vitamins and supplements for your health goals and diet made from the best ingredients and shipped to you each month for 50% off your first month subscription with Care Of, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code STTI50. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code STTI50. All right, see, the thing is, listeners, I am here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Come on, gift mode. Yeah. Let's give it sport mode. <laughs> gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Now, it's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers yes. for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz <laughs> fan, the reggae fan, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia 
and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. So why I love Etsy, right? I had I ordered all my bridesmaids boxes on oh, Etsy. All of hello. The, all the stuff I had to put inside was on Etsy. I ordered some thank you cards and gifts for things after the holidays on Etsy. We went on tour and got some outfits yeah, on Etsy. Absolutely. Etsy got everything. They really do. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. This is African-American studies. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. A lot of the black people in Florida mm -hmm. are like Caribbean descent. And even for my Jamaican background, oh, yeah. they, they separate themselves from an African-American experience, their views, their right. culture, the Jamaican culture, the Haitian culture. Right. Um, uh, the, Anybody Caribbean. Anyone throughout the yeah. Caribbean. Um, even too, when you get into Hispanics, everyone from like DR, Colombia, everywhere in South America, Mexico, all of, all of the Hispanics as well, don't align with the African-American system or, or sorry, African-American history because it's different from their own. It's why I've also said I don't like Hispanics using the N-word. They're, they're aligned more with, with the whites on their views of color, of racism. And this is not all. This is not all. When I speak from this, it's from my experience and not all. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to see this. And when you say, I wonder who voted against this, I will say there probably is not a push or a care in the world from a lot of Caribbean right. descents or from Hispanic descents right. to keeping this as a, a school thing because I just I simply don't think they fully care and you because know it's not their history either. And that's and that's a valid that is a valid argument for them because I do I I mean listen we had that conversation my mother my mother my parents used to argue about that all the time my father was from the Bahamas and he would be like I am not African American yeah it's, my experience is not the same Jamaicans I, are the same way well, baby. I'm, I'm not a minority where I'm from we are the majority we we run our own shit we have our own yeah. country so it's he used very, to say that really yes, wow and I'd be like y'all were the, one of the first people colonize anyway <laughs> neither way yeah. either, like what are you talking about but either way um so that could be, very well be the distinction as to why how or how right. something like this is the, even level, getting of, passed. the level of importance the level of different. importance to to a lot of floridians is probably not african-american culture which is also devastating it is it because, is because it's very much because i do I, I really do think that you know it, it gets tricky when we start talking about erasing things that erasing the access to things right and i i i again the, the closer the more stuff ronda santis keeps keeps passing and putting out the like more, the, like more the more dangerous he becomes as as a possible candidate for presidency in a Girl. couple of years um Girl. because that's that's scary to me that's scary and 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 republicans love a state's rights conversation um, and so to me, it's like, that's cool. So y'all can, so y'all should just keep him in Florida. Y'all should keep that. Yeah. That's but, what y'all want in Florida. Y'all keep that in Florida. But before they make it to presidency, a lot of times these people go through state, state official of course. offices. Of so course. this is where we need to make sure that nigga gets out and quick Please. because baby, we ain't got a time, man. And honestly, at this point, if y'all voting for him, I'm judging. I am. I'm oh, judging y'all. I'm judging y'all. I'm, I'm judging. Yeah. Judging you. Mm. All right. So now we're going to get into
into our slightly toxic yeah. portion of today's episode. And we have to start with golden showers because bitch, why not? <laughs> bitch, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? But we're not saying that that's toxic because we're not going to kink shame now. No, we're not kink shaming. So I want to let, let, let all of our fucking sensitive ass audience know, but this is not a kink shaming pod. So fucking relax. Yeah, we not that because y'all know I like all the things, mm-hmm. but we decided to keep it a slightly toxic A because we didn't want to start out the gate. I know we had it in growing at the beginning, but then I was like, bitch, we about nah. to talk about some kinky shit. We are. Golden showers. How we P. Are. Diddy, P. 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 Diddy was, 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 was trending. Um, So a few thoughts on this. Yes. Um, I absolutely love, first off, that conversations like this are becoming mainstream. Yeah. Um, it's what I've been doing with horrible decisions for the last seven years. Like, it's funny because a lot of things like this, like golden showers, people assumed was like white people shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the a few things. A, the conversation is being had, and B, that Carisha for whatever reason, is in a place where she can admit this. Because, of course, I have been getting tagged of course. in this post. So yeah. uh, the City Girls did come on to my other podcast. Uh, and, of course, we wanted to get into all the shits with them regarding sex. Yeah. Hello, bitch. It's horrible decisions. Emphasis on whore. Okay. So we literally sat and talked. JT had just got out of prison. So we was excited to... T- Ask her what sex was like, if she was masturbating, what she thought of, like what things she was doing in prison. Um, but also this was that that interview was one of their first together yeah. since her release. Um, it was also one of their first together post pandemic. Yeah. Like when people were back outside um, and a lot of people were really upset that she wasn't this fun girl. Uh, I hold space for Carisha to again sit down with me one day because I do know that people are human beings and her baby father had just been killed also like Mm -hmm. two weeks prior to the interview. So I could see why, bitch, maybe I don't want to sit here and talk about what my favorite porn is. Um, Not everyone can can, can turn it on all the time. There was probably a lot of things going on at that point for her. Um, But I love that she could sit down with the diamond princess, with the queen, (laughs) with the queen Trina, and and talk about these things. Um, And golden showers, I ain't gonna hold you. I wanna ask you, bitch. You ever had a golden shower? (laughs) I I gotta ask. So. (laughs) That's a yes. Whenever someone. (laughs) So I have. Um, Okay, wait. Did you you splash or get splashed on? I got splashed on. (gasps) And it was not for me. Okay, why not? Because it was too hot. Was it warm? You did it in the shower, right? Yes, it was warm, but I also, (laughs) um, I realized that the part that I didn't, I'll put it to you this way. I didn't like the fact that he enjoyed peeing on you. No, it was, it was just the way he was looking at me too. I just didn't feel (laughs) sexual to me. He looked at you like a toilet. (laughs) Like, it was, it felt like it was, yeah, it felt like it was a relief. Not even a toilet. Like, you know. And I'm, this is this is for the fellas, and y'all are gonna laugh at me. But the, you know when y'all gotta pee really badly, and y'all are outside, and the relief, like the look of relief on your face, like yes, get this out of my body, like yes, get this fucking out of my body, type of relief. It didn't feel the the look didn't feel sexual to me. Like I didn't feel like he was that turned on. I didn't feel turned on. It just wasn't for me. Oh, it just okay. wasn't for me. It okay. was just like there was. It didn't feel gross. It just wasn't. It wasn't for I'm me. I'm not mad at that. I, I think people are. Some people think it's gross. I didn't think it was gross. I was just like, no, this is not doing anything for me. And in turn, it wasn't really. It didn't seem like it was really doing anything for him either. Okay. 
So maybe I mean it's probably more of a psychological thing. Yeah, like it and is. in my mind, a lot of a lot of us are turned on when our partners are turned on. Yes. So he because he didn't visibly seem that turned on to me, I was like, but was he? He asked for it though, right? He asked for it, and I was and I was I was okay. early twenties, and I was cool with it. Right. But it also was kind of like, I mean. Are you sure that was a thing for you? Or did you just want to do it to say you did it? Or because like you saw it in a porn? Yeah, or, like it okay. didn't, I don't know if it was really a thing for him. It felt like it was just something he wanted to try. And so okay. that's why for me, I was like, nah, I'm cool. And I also, okay. and after that wasn't in the relationship. Like I was, the next relationship I was in, that wasn't really my thing anyway. So. Okay. All right. Was it for me? Okay. Heard you. Yeah. Heard you. Golden showers for you. Is that a Girl, thing? Girl, no. I mean, it ain't a thing for me, but I've done both. Yeah. So I done been splashed on, did a little splashing. Okay. So at first, like, yeah, he wanted me to pee on him. Okay. So he laid his like fucking six foot eleven ass in the in the tub, and then <laughs> had me pee on his shower so that it like splashed up to his face. He wanted to splash on his face. Okay. Y'all don't ask me. I think maybe he licked it off too late. Like, oh. Yeah, he was nasty. Okay. Um, that to me, it, it was hard to pee on him. Like I literally had to run to the toilet, pee. And then hold it and then run back over to him. Like, my body would not allow me to piss on a human being. Yeah. My body was like, bitch, what is you doing? <laughs> You're like, there's no toilet. Don't like, do it. There wasn't no toilet. My body was not. I was standing over him like, it's not coming out. <laughs> I'll be so right back. Literally. Bro, so I literally had to go to the toilet, sit down. Close my eyes because the nigga was just laying, waiting for me to pee. So I'm like, <laughs> and then it came, and then I had to hold it. It was a lot going on. Um, I, it wasn't really for me. And then the other time, girl that I had got pissed on, it it was like impromptu. Oh. Like I had pissed on him, so he I guess wanted his turn. And we was coming from the club. And I had to pee so bad. So I turned the shower on because we coming from the club anyways. So I sit down to take a piss and he had to pee too. So he just stood in front of me and pissed and his piss went down my titties into the toilet. So we pissed at the same time, but he pissed on me uh, while okay. I pissed. Yeah, it was on some like crazy shit. Um, and then we both took a shower together. Okay. Uh, so we washed, you know, we, yeah. we cleaned up. Um, again, not for me. It is hot. Yeah. Baby, when they say you could... So apparently... Hold on. Fun fact. Which which might, you, which might make sense as to why people do it in the shower because well, it mixes with the water so it doesn't feel so hot on your body, but it's still, it no, still, it's still feels hot. hot. Which also, I know y'all be liking to drink hot tea. They say that if you are out in the wilderness, right, that you can survive off of drinking your own pee because it's sterile. Okay. But now I'm just like, but that thing hot. I ain't got no ice cubes. I like my drinks to be it cold. It definitely is hot. That thing is hot. Anytime you go into the doctor and you had to pee in that cup, that cup warm as fuck. There's it's, steam <laughs> inside the cup. There's bro, steam inside does. the cup. That it's shit hot. is crazy. No, but I do like that she talks about it. It calls for a good kiki. Uh, shout out to Carisha for bringing that shit up because... That shit was. I get the sense that she enjoys. Um, First off, she fucking a billionaire. That's why she like you go to showers now, bitch. I, it's, right. It's like <laughs> this is liquid what, diamonds. This billionaire, liquid gold. Billionaire. What do you want? <laughs> Whatever you want, daddy. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's also there is something to be said about women that really enjoy pleasing. That's why I say it wasn't for me because it was like I love to please, but I'm also looking like. It didn't seem like he was really, it wasn't, didn't seem like he was having the time of his life for real. And so it was kind of like, all right, well, this is kind of pointless if this is not really a thing. No, you're right. So that's why it might really be a thing for her where she's enjoying being able to, being able to see this man or whoever. It could be because she might have liked it before him. But either way, see somebody that she's really turned on, that might really turn her on. You're right. Shout out to, and shout out to, I love when women can, can identify 
what turns them on and and be convicted it be convicted in it and and live in it because I feel like it takes a lot of us time to figure out what works for our bodies right. and to what works what is like really our sexual thing. So I shout out to her for for knowing for identifying it and living in that truth. You're right. Off, You're right. Go off. I know we normally talk uh, relationships too. I actually wanted to bring it back because we are going to get kind of slightly toxic and, and call out a whole uh, conglomerate of Woo! our country. Great. I actually wanted to bring back what happened over the week with Zell and Bank of America. Yeah. Because I saw that there wasn't hyperlink, so I went over it. But I was like, this is actually a conversation I would love to bring to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I said I would. Uh, you have an experience as well. Yep. So if y'all are not uh, up to date with pretty much what happened over the week, um, there was some sort of glitch, they say, an era mm. where people woke up and their accounts were all in the negative or just a ton of money was missing yep. because any money that you had received from Zelle over a certain period of time disappeared, yep. banished out of your account. Um, and unfortunately, the crazy thing about this is if you received any overdraft fees from this taking place, yep. you still owe them overdraft fees. So when the money comes, $35 per. Um, and it's crazy because when I saw this, I was like, y'all niggas still out here banking with Bank of America? So in 2009, mm -hmm. mind you, this is the year that I graduated high school. Let me tell y'all, I was working two jobs. I worked at Route 21 and Coach. I was making decent money. I had also just got my tax return uh, yeah. a little earlier. And when I'm thinking 2009, I'm looking at around uh, March and April. Mm -hmm. I graduated high school in May, but two days after graduating high school, I moved to uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. So at this point, I have direct deposit and I'm going up to Atlanta, uh, looking at apartments and all these things, getting ready for my move. And next thing I know, my account is like negative $600. I'm confused because I have direct deposit. I like, and I'm budgeting a, in a good, $600. bro, negative $600. So what Bank of America was doing was they weren't reflecting my deposits on a time. They were pretty much not reflecting it in time to where whatever charges I was, I was uh, Incur doing, incur incurring, yeah. they would keep them as pending. And so they wouldn't deposit the check. They would keep all these charges pending and then they would make it go through. But when my account was at a certain amount, oh. mind you, each transaction, you get a $35 transaction fee once you're in the overdraft. Yep. So I literally had easily not even going to hold you probably over 20 <gasps> overdraft fees. Oh my God. To make this negative. Right. Mind you, I had a savings account with them. When I tell you I pulled everything out and never gave them their motherfucking money, come to find out a few years a few years later, they completely removed it off of my credit. And I was like, well, dang, good, because they was never going to get the money. Bank of America was sued in a class action lawsuit. Yes, yes, they were. Because they were doing these charges yeah. on purpose, and they were literally somehow creating some system to make it to where your charges were being held until your account was at a certain yeah. balance. And then they let it all go through so that you had to incur these overdrafts. They fees. also made it illegal for a bank to charge you once if you have a charge that puts you in the negative or the bank, the bank cannot charge you. It's illegal for the bank to consistently charge you if your account is already in the, in negative. the negative. Interesting. So okay. that's why also why Bank of America got got because it's one thing if you charge something, you charge something that puts your account in the negative. Right. 
once you're already there, the bank we shouldn't we shouldn't be allowed to be the, charged. The, well, the bank shouldn't let your card right. accept any more transactions. Right. That's the part that's illegal. Got so you. they're allowing you to charge. They're like allowing a you card. to charge it like a credit card, essentially, and put you and put you even more in the negative. That's illegal, right? So they because you can't. Is that what the class action lawsuit was? Yeah. So we based that's basically that was basically what ended up happening because, like you said, you would put you would deposit a check, they would hold it. They would pending. hold that shit, bitch. It would it's be pending. Direct. It would be pending, and then allow you to use your card, card. Yep. knowing yep. that the without without having made the funds available. Yep. So. You know, theoretically, you, you're thinking you have the money because you deposited the check, and you might have auto payments that are going to come out. Once an auto, once an auto payment puts you in the negative, anything else that gets charged after that is supposed to not be it charged. It should not be charged, right? Yeah. So Bank of America was just doing that. That happened to me as well. I'm also so mad that I wasn't. Uh, and I was. I got the letter in the mail. I was because I did the same thing. I, didn't know I, nothing I moved. About it. I moved from Bank of America to. Uh, I was with TD Bank initially, and then I moved to Bank of America, and then I moved to Chase. So when I when I, when I I left Bank of America for the same reason around the same time because that kept happening to me where things would be like automatic charges would come out and they would all come out at different times and each one would would be an additional thirty five dollars. So you got you, you were part of that class action. So I was a part of the class at the class action suit. So I got a letter sent to me. Okay. Um, because I was going in and also I had I was like banned from they they tried to close my account a couple different times because I was screaming at people <laughs> in the bank. Um, but what I, I was a part of the class action suit and filed and everything. And, and I got back $125. I ain't gonna hold you. First off again, the ignorance, nobody tells you, you really not gonna see no money on these class action lawsuits, yeah, bitch. Not a lot so of money. I was a part of a class action lawsuit for the Applebee's mm -hmm. here in Brooklyn mm -hmm. across from, uh, Barclays. Cause they was on some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, with our, with our tips, with our scheduling, with our hours, everything. So I was like, oh, bitch, yeah, I'm going to sue them motherfuckers. So join the class action lawsuit. Bitch, I got $38. I said, I ain't never motherfucking wasting a piece of paper to get to a, a class action lawsuit again. Girl, when I tell you, I thought I was going to get paid. Me too. Girl, I got a check for $38. Yeah, they gave me back. Because I remember, and I remember, I, I don't think mine was $600, but it was it was close. It was well over four. So I know it was like between four and five. But they they gave me back. I guess they they did it based on how many, like they did it based on like three. I think they gave me four overdraft the overdraft amounts back. Get the fuck out of here. Which to me was how it was like. Get all right, y'all really tried it, but okay. Get get, get the fuck out of here. But we took it nonetheless. Get the fuck out of here. All right, y'all. You know what? Before we get into our freshly squeezed, mm. I wanted to bring up a new song that just dropped, girl, and ask you. Like, girl, more music shit, because this is toxic all in itself, but I love it. So I'm like, I kind of hope she don't get in trouble. But y'all, I want to play this song for you guys. Um, and before I get into the tea on this song, I would love for you guys to tell me if it sounds familiar in any way. Mm, 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 mm. Jay, we didn't talk about we this, no, do you know? Okay. Kind of dream that can't be so. Y'all, this is Flowers by we Molly Cyrus. Till we Built a home and watched it burn. Tell me if it sounds like anybody. Mm, I didn't want to leave you. I didn't want to lie. Started to cry, but then remembered I. I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> Say things you don't understand. 
song. I like it. I like it too. By Miley Cyrus, and I came across a tweet because I'm, 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 I love that we're getting another album from her. Yes, me too. Um, but shout out to that dude McFly, Marlon. Uh, shout out to Marlon. You know Marlon? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Marlon. Toronto Tings, Tings, Tings them. Uh, he actually took me when I when I was in Toronto. He took me to go get some Jamaican food. I love it. Uh, up there, but. Uh, he actually said, before I heard the story behind Miley's new single, I was like, yo, this sound like Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea why. LOL, the brain is crazy. Mm. Are y'all ready to where this song came from? Mm. So her ex actually dedicated Bruno Mars, When I Was Your Man, during their <sighs> engagement. And she flipped the hook to sing a diss song on her new single, Flowers. The music videos in the house he bought for her. And cheated on her in. Her suit in the video is allegedly his. And I Will Survive yeah, is also sampled the on this song. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to play the Bruno Mars uh, song so that y'all could hear the similarities. But I was like, oh shit. I also don't see Bruno Mars credited or the writer from this song. I kind of tried to draw a connection. So I just don't know. I should have done all of these things, but I still want to, because I, but I still want to marry you. Like I didn't, I know I might not be worthy of you. Damn, uh -oh. ladies, Ooh. when a man tells you you deserve better, Ooh. believe him. Believe Please him. believe him. Please. If a man is trying to him. tell you that you deserve better than him because he's not, he ain't got it together. Like if a man is telling me I should have done this and I should have done that before this, it's like no, no. I ain't gonna hold you. Looking at it all sounds the like, celebrities, it sounds like it's the promise to do all those things afterwards. Which at this point, why don't you do them? The, the whole no time? shit. Hearing this though and seeing that Miley Cyrus made the response, I believe to to Liam. Yeah. Um, and also seeing the. Nia Long red carpets and her being in Dubai with Terrence J and Omarion. And then, mm -hmm. this is why none of us have hope, ladies. Shakira. Did you see the shit with Shakira? This is why I had to bring it up in Toxic, though. Shakira found out her nigga was cheating because not only did this nigga have the nerve to bring his mistress or side bitch in the house, she had the nerve to go into the refrigerator and eat Shakira's strawberry jam. Now listen, I ain't gonna hold you, fellas. If you gonna cheat with a bitch and have the nerve to bring her into your home, you gotta order takeout. Don't allow that bitch to eat the groceries that are in the fridge. Don't allow don't allow her to shower and use your bitch's soap, shampoo, all the things. 
Y'all got first off, also, don't be bringing your side chicks to the house that you and your bitch live in. That's a whole nother. You're right. I skipped the whole main point. Fellas, don't do waiting. it at all. I was like, actually, but if you going to do it, if you're going to do it. about jam? <laughs> Bruh. We talking about jelly and jam? Bruh. And this and this bitch was tiptoeing <laughs> bro. through the kitchen? Bro. No, Mind you, apparently, none of her family eats it. And that's how she, that's knew, how she knew. That's how she knew he was cheating. Now, listen. Niggas be thinking they, they know what they do. Y'all, this man who is married. He's dumb. To a multi-millionaire. Shakira's net worth is like over 50 mil. Some crazy shit. Bro. You got caught cheating because your side bitch ate the strawberry jam. She took two spoonfuls out that fucking jar. And put it on some toast. So you got God. <laughs> you got caught. You got caught with that with that bitch's fingers in the jam, in the jelly jar. That's crazy. And listen, Yo. women all we we know. <laughs> we be knowing. We be knowing. Like we be knowing. to me, so getting caught that way, she probably already knew. You know what I'm saying? And then to look at that that and then the jelly and pissed the, her off. And the jelly was like, so you so you fucking this girl in my house and she touching my jelly? She touching my jam? Bitch. You got a bitch like not you touching my jam. You got a bitch playing with your fruit and mine? <laughs> this is crazy now. This is crazy now. She she fucking with your she playing with your berries and mine? She sucking your eggplant and in my strawberry jam? What this the is fuck? fucked up. No, I'm not gonna lie. That was nuts. When I saw that, I was like, no hope. No. No hope for any of us. I don't know about for any of us, but listen. I mean, actually, we just need to accept human beings for human beings at Some, this point. Yeah. We just got to accept them for human beings. I just, if we can sit here and accept the mistakes of people and give a charge such as involuntary manslaughter and allow them to go off with such short, such short little uh, timelines in prison. At this point, ladies, maybe we do got to accept our cheating ass niggas back. There should uh, who be, let there you, should be who, who let their side chicks eat out the strawberry jam. There should be compensation for things like this. <laughs> like financial Ooh. compensation for things like this. Okay, I think, but I, honestly then, would it just be for the jam? I like think you a get lot four, more four, men... No, I think a lot more. I think I think men would think twice about bringing women into their into their space that they share with their families. Oh, if we could sue them? If we could sue them. Ooh, I think that. What would be, would be the most most okay? The most heinous. Oh, here we go. Mm. What's worse? Okay. A man having another woman pregnant, or a man fucking a bitch in the bed that y'all sleep in? Oh, pregnant. Pregnant is worse. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Because if I decide to stay with your trifling, cheating ass, oh, this bitch, this bitch is around. You right, you She's right, you right. She's fucking around. Now I got to see this bitch if I because okay, the baby. Okay. Now she going to drop the baby off and she going to be okay. smiling in my face and I'm and I can't But that goes I can't beyond, wash her up because now you got a baby with her. So that goes beyond the act then. 100%. That goes to if you stay with him. The baby the I'm baby about, the baby I'm is, the baby the, is the, the baby is the deal breaker for Okay, me. so what about just the act? The act of your nigga cheated on you unprotected with another woman mm -hmm. and your nigga cheated on you in the bed that y'all sleep in and share. Cause now you're not thinking of the baby. No, it's no. The if act. there's, if there's the no, act. yeah. Cause the baby adds a different element yeah, of, act, of, of permanent residency at that point. But unprotected um, sex where the consequence still is a baby and everything be. else. Absolutely. Um, you're or, still, you're still exposing me to all of those things. Or by having protected sex, but in your bed. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say both to be honest. No, nah, you both, gotta pick one. They're both awful. Like they come with different. They come with different uh, 
things in jail and prison and fines and Here's shit. the thing. The minute I know that you are fucking somebody unprotected, I'm assuming you do it in my bed anyway because you 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 putting me at risk. So oh. in my mind, if you put me at risk and you putting yourself at risk, that means you probably at this point are also fucking. You, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you don't care about your life. And so you definitely don't care about mine, which means if you are will, if you're going to go that far for box... You probably you probably you probably fucking her in our bed anyway. Which is why Shakira yeah. better lead this nigga. Cause basically, if he was comfortable comfortable enough to bring this woman into your home, oh yeah. She's opening the oh, fridge. Yeah. Right. She's opening the <laughs> fridge. <laughs> I have friends that are that are still that have been to my house several yeah, I don't times. Think that I really still open. You gotta open tell me the fridge. You gotta tell me to open the fridge. That bitch opened the fridge and helped herself. To food, that means she be going that there. That means she be. She, in, that means she, she been in there. She been in there. She been in there. That's she crazy. She knew where the shit was. That's she knew crazy. where to go look for it. That's crazy. I did want to take it back just to get a little bit of your musical knowledge. Yes. If there is currently no lawsuit, especially because um, I don't know if you saw, but the Poopsies are being sued I by saw. the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. For their uh, rendition humps. of "My Humps." Mm -hmm. um, is there a way that she could be sued? And I'm only asking this because her. When she came out, there was another guy that came out called him. And he pretty much responded to her whole entire album with the same type of flow. Oh, yeah. Look up him and her and what happened with that. But I don't think that him got sued. So is there a way if you rewrite a whole song, even though you use the cadence? Like, she didn't use any of the same lines. She just sung it the same way, which I guess Poopsies did for Hump. So, like... Miley Cyrus could get sued if she didn't go through the, all the right channels for this song, right? She could, but I also think if she's, for one, Miley Cyrus can afford to pay to sample. We'll yeah, okay, yeah. Especially right. if she sampled Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. She, 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 she went through more the than likely went through the channels with Bruno to pay whoever produced that with Bruno to okay. have the permission and to do it. And who did? I, I wonder if it was D-Mile, because you know, he be doing, he, he did a lot for Bruno. Um, Nope. Uh, Andrew Wyatt, Ari Levine, Levine, Ari Levine, Bruno Mars, and Philip Lawrence. Yep, shout out to Philip Lawrence. He's been with Bruno. He's been writing with Bruno for years. Yeah. So I mean, it might be. Um, Hold on, and then look up. My yeah, name. no, none of them. Gre Gregory Alde Hine, Michael Pollock, and Miley Cyrus for the writers on Flowers. So maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So none of those, yeah, none of those none names None of the names were... are the same. No, Bruno wasn't even added to, to the list of the writers. So I think that there's, the 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 melody isn't completely the same. Okay. Um, And the words were flipped, so she didn't actually, she used the same words, she just said them, she used some of the same words, just said it differently. So she didn't okay. actually sample him. Yeah, but isn't that what happened with, so what was the like thing with Like saying, I could have, I could have, I, I, I should have bought you flowers. She's saying, I can buy myself flowers. Like, if she's answering it in, in the, it conceptually, but as far as like. That's why I said, I think if you look up him and her, him did the same thing to her. Um, and was there, and there was a lawsuit against him? No, there wasn't ever a lawsuit. That's what yeah, I'm so saying. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think that's a licensing, I don't think that's, a, that's copyright infringement. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I okay. don't think that's copyright infringement. Okay. Interesting. Well, 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 I think it's about that time. It is about that time for a freshly squeezed, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Um, so talk to me. Did you want to go first? We ain't even put mine, but I, I know uh, what mine is. I have um, two. Yeah. I have, I have two, and mine are actually both uh, no hip-hop for me this week. Oh. 
No, so, I guess I'll I mean, start. I mean, I have I have Afro beats, and um, I know y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but okay. Um, well, I'll, I, I mean, Afro beats in a pop joint because oh, not because okay. it's a pop joint, but I know you love her, so okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll start because we had so much to say about Drake. Mm. Um, Drake has finally. 20 years later, 20 years, not later. really 20, but close, um, has signed a female artist to OVO oh. by the name of Naomi Sharon. Okay. Uh, she recently released a two pack. Um, and I wanted to give you guys and, and, and get your thoughts on, on these vibes. It's definitely giving Sade. It's giving, uh, who's the other girl I really like? Uh, Snow Allegra yeah. It's those type of vibes But uh, y'all this is Naomi Sharon uh, This is Another Life Yeah she thick and fine y'all almost three minutes left to this song it's a it's a good a good little vibe mm -hmm. but that's naomi sharon um and then y'all yes. know i have been talking about her uh for about the last year coco jones released yeah. the deluxe to her what i didn't tell you project and um oh which one should i play uh i played i see you on this po uh on the pod quite a bit um and I guess I'll go with this one. Uh, this is called Plan B. This is on the deluxe of Coco Jones' album. Um, and here you go. Mm -hmm. We love Coco. I like. She gotta come on the pod. Yeah, she gotta come on the pod. <laughs> Don't even mean what you say. You broke the shit, go fix it. 
Courtney Jones. Oh, heart. Yeah. So she's the writer along with David Hughes, Demi LaVoyce Hairston, Francis LeBlanc, Gary Alderman, uh, Raymond Comba, Stephen Schaefer, and Tiffany Nicole. So a lot of writers on this song, but yeah. um, she does have a lot of writing credit on this project. Yeah. And it like... Coco, we might be suck, fucking the same nigga. Right. Fucking sucking all of it. Because, bitch, <laughs> the way, the way, Girl. like, the songs on this album, just the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of whatever relationship you are in with whoever you are with, baby, yeah. it's giving me. Jesus <laughs> I Christ. feel seen, okay? Um, but no, that is Coco Jones. Ladies, I like... If it, uh, if you haven't gotten into her project, to me, where we talk about yeah. the R&B girls and it feeling relatable, I've told y'all how I didn't really, uh, I, I couldn't really relate to Summer Walker wanting to be the fourth baby mama or Summer Walker with her insecurities, but, or or not, maybe she's not, you it was an SZA old album, or SZA, SZA, sorry, SZA, uh, but who did I say? Uh, Summer Walker Summer twice. twice, SZA and Summer Walker. Their recent projects were not for me, but Coco Jones, this one uh, fully relates to me in terms of the maturity, yeah. seeing what's in front of you, but also knowing you want to walk away, but knowing how hard it is, not only from the dick, but just from the time you've spent with somebody. Yeah. Her, the writing on this project is just, I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Shout out to uh, Coco Jones. Yeah. And again, uh, Naomi Sharon uh, for being the first female artist yeah. signed to Drake's OVO. Yeah. Because yeah. they both sounded really good. Right? Um, so my my takes this week, because um, y'all know I'm an Afrobeats connoisseur. It's my favorite thing to listen to nine times out of ten. <laughs> um, Joe Boy released a, a, a joint called Body and Soul, which um, I put it in the notes. I really, I'm, yep. I love it so much. Um but I also, I mean, I just, I love the, the energy and the vibe. Anything that, that um, is going to put a smile on my face or make me make me feel like I'm on vacation is the energy. Um, so, yeah. So, Joe Boy, Body and Soul is my pick for this. Oh, I don't know why they're playing. Hold on, y'all. Playing for us? Here, here we go. Great. There we go. When you cry, I go wipe your eyes. Give me your bag, make I feel like I'm the only one you don't need another. This is this is goodbye. You know this baby, and I told you now. I'm right there, I there for you, baby. Don't get anywhere where I want to. If I could, I would love you in my next life. I don't really care about tomorrow. As long as you did right now, I go there fine. You got me high when I low, low. Daddy, you can take my soul. All these things where I did talk right now. I just love my body and phone. 
I know you love her, um, and I love her too. And actually, I really like this song a lot. I've been trying. Ice Spice, <laughs> girl. Oh, I thought you was about to play like. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm Kelly, did you think she was gonna play Ice Spice? I thought she was about to play Ice Spice. She, oh, because you know I like Ice Spice. Oh, I didn't know the, that's where you thought I was gonna go. <laughs> I thought you no, were going to Ice. No, I'm going to. Cal, I'm, going rocked, to I'm going to Caliucci's. Uh, I'm not going to Ice Spice. Uh, okay, I do like Caliucci's. Um, I do. And so this is called "I Wish You Roses." Um, oh, I love it too. She has a full project coming. Yes. That cover art. Bitch. Holy fucking beautiful. Even the cover art for I Wish You Roses is amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So Kelly, listen, Kelly Uchis. She can, well, and also she is on, not only is, are her videos wonderful. I've gone mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. She's like. Visually, she's incredible. She's visually like Doja Cat yeah, in her yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. it's so out this world. Um, but she is on the record that is my number one record of all time Which by is? the man that got canceled. Daniel Caesar and her Get oh, You. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. by far, like, literally top sex playlist song. Yeah. One of my favorite R&B records yeah. of all time. Literally is that record with her and Daniel Caesar. Um, but well, this, I love that this, she's this, this, coming this, with a project. This, this is um, a very vulnerable record. And this actually made me think of you. Um, Girl, don't give me my feelings. It might. Ooh, it I might. wish you roses. I know where it's uh, going. Yeah, you know where it's going to go. But it's, a, it's really I'm good. Y'all, i for real now for, for good, y'all. Right, we'll talk right. about it later. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about it on Patreon. We're not going to talk about it here. Maybe on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about, about it on Patreon, Patreon y'all. Drops. Oh yep. my god. What is the release date of this, by the way? Is there one yet? 
because I see she also has a record. Track 13 will feature um, Summer Walker. Oh, releasing March 3rd. Oh, yeah, we got to get her in here. We'll be in L.A., or at least leaving L.A., coming back uh, yeah. from our tour. Which, by the way, guys, again, we are going mm. on tour. We got some really exciting uh, Friends of Benefits coming and joining us on the road in our cities. Um, if you have not gotten your tickets yet, make sure you go to seethethingispodcast.com yes. to get your tickets because it's going to be great. March 2nd, we're in L.A. March 17th, we're in Atlanta. Yep. March 25th, we're in Philly. March 26th, we're in D.C. And March 31st, we're in New York City. Wrapping it up here. It's going to be so great. And there's going to be some some special guests and performances A as lot well. of special guests. You don't want to miss these shows if you are you in, do if not. you are anywhere near these cities. I, I definitely recommend you go to see the thing is podcast.com and get your tickets. And now. you gotta make sure you also join us on Patreon. That's yes. patreon.com backslash see the thing is pod. Y'all, just so you know, we talk a lot. We do album breakdowns over there. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear probably how I'm feeling right now in the very moment of being single for good, um, me and Bridget will talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it on Patreon. So yeah, definitely wanna join that one. That's gonna be a good combo. And more about you making music in LA. Yeah. And fighting with my friends about my wedding. We'll get into that soon. Oh, shit. <laughs> join us on Patreon, y'all, and we will see you Friday yes, with a very will. special friends with benefits, y'all. Y'all know who she is too, just a little bit. Yeah. We said we're gonna give y'all her two times this month. Okay. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. We'll see you Friday. Into your eyes, I see it. You're all I need. Bro, my favorite song. So good. Every